Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Well, there, there used to be this. Uh, take that orchestra down. And I know how, I know that uh, I, I, you know, I, I understand and remind, and, and I'm going to tell you that I, I will, I think it's very important. And, uh, um, no, I, this is, diplomacy is, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, I don't, I don't, and that's enforce the border. And so my, my judgment is, a, but it's a, it's a, it's a pretty vast part of the country down there based upon the conditions on, uh, uh, based upon what the. And now there's this. And now there's this. There's this. This is pretty good. Words, I had the best words. Each of you embodies the warrior creed, your devotion, prowess, Jerusalem is not just the heart of three great religions on the southern half of this peninsula. Replace chasms of distrust and the internet. Then you will gain momentum. Terminating the diversity, lottery, diversity, and diversity. Rich traditions. And I have to stay, really talk about the Nazis. This Russia thing with Trump, Ghana, Guinea, Nambia, Kenya, and Tanzania. It's great to be back in Missouri. You cherish Utah's <laughs> gleaming rivers, the disaster known as Obamacare. As Hurricane Irma approaches, President Ulysses S. Grant, Cassandra Purlan, and God bless the United States. I had the best words. I have the, but there's no better word than stupid. All right, thank you. She and I say. I, uh, that's going to be you, my... As you say, sir. It is. Uh, he sounds like Stu, right. the medallion guy. As you say, sir. <laughs> you heard the latest conspiracy, didn't you? Uh, what is the latest conspiracy? Well, there's a lot out there, so I guess I have a lot to choose from. Uh, What's the latest? Am I supposed to take line one? Uh, there that, was Tom. Is that Tom or Paul? Oh, hang on. Let's, uh, let's not leave him waiting any longer than necessary. Man, I got the good pipes. It's just a shame you got to feel so crummy to get the good pipes. Barry, if you could take Jim on line one, I would be much obliged. It's kind of like Morgan Freeman. Well, let's go line one. There we go. Uh, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. You're on the air, Jim. Okay, Joe, just a quick comment about 
about Trump slurring his speeches? Yes. Why should we worry about that? Sid Hartman's been doing it for 20 years. That's a good point. Thank you very much. Have you heard the latest about Franken? What is the latest? Cons- oh, uh, yes. And I immediately a thought of chicanery when he said, I'm going to uh, resign in the next couple of weeks, but proceed. I tucked that away when I heard that. This is from uh, Judson Berger at Fox News. Senator Al, by the way, the letters to the editor of the Star Tribune today, uh, the left, of which has no standards, they're just beside themselves that they're losing Al. They just... Uh, uh, I know some people that are... They have uh, no standards whatsoever. Right. None. Are very upset that Al is leaving, even though they were champions of, hey, we got to keep your hands off the, the gals here. Maybe, maybe Al isn't leaving. Is this how you say? Senator Franken's curiously phrased resignation speech in which he called out Republicans accused of sexual misconduct did not admit wrongdoing and scheduled his departure for the coming weeks. And this has spurred a conspiracy theory that may be too captivating to ignore. What if the comedian-turned-politician is giving himself time to reverse course? The theory centers on Tuesday's Senate election in Alabama, where Republican Roy Moore is trading the lead in polls with Democrat Doug Jones, despite a wave of sexual misconduct allegations involving Moore's pursuit of teen girls when he was in his 30s. Moore denies them, but Democratic leaders who demanded Franken's resignation earlier this week are gearing up for an epic battle with Republicans over Moore's seating, should he win. Here's where Franken makes his move. Uh, Amid that political mess, the theory goes, Franken could argue his alleged misdeeds are lesser than Moore's, and so he should remain. This wouldn't surprise me, by the way. I think at that point, Franken will renege on his promise using Moore's election as his excuse. Franken can then play the role of the hero conservative talk radio host Lars Larson wrote. I've never heard of Lars Larson. That's the only sensible explanation I can find for Franken to delay his departure from the Senate. There's nothing in the replacement process in Minnesota that would be affected by waiting a few weeks. (coughs) Excuse me. There could be other explanations for Franken delaying his exit. For instance, giving his staff more time to find a new job and the Minnesota governor more time to find an interim replacement senator. I think uh, Dayton has already got his person in mind. Regardless of the reason, the near daily churn of sexual misconduct allegations against sitting sitting lawmakers and the possibility of many more to come could change the landscape later this month. You know, I should be the last one in the world who might uh, laugh at a fellow who slurs his words. I think that might happen when you get to a certain age. Where was I? Uh, the cynical speculation that Franken is, in fact, engaged in an act of political cunning, that's my theory, is mostly being furthered by conservative radio hosts and pundits. Maybe I'm an evil conservative uh, radio host. As well as the I'm great the, denier? I, I'm the evil pundit. Mm. Uh, but even Richard Painter, the former Bush ethics lawyer who has emerged as a prominent Trump critic, fanned the flames. He urged Governor Dayton, uh, where am I? Uh, he urged Governor Dayton to wait until the Alabama election before acting to fill the Franken seat. 
Minnesota Governor Dayton should wait until next week to sort this out, making it clear that if Alabama chooses to drastically lower the bar, Franken is going right back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doug Jones is the only decent candidate in that race, Painter tweeted. Franken's office has not responded to questions from Fox News about why the senator opted to resign in, quote, the coming weeks, close quote. While the spotlight could shift to the misdeeds of other lawmakers between now and then, Franken also continues to face a stream of allegations against him, which is what led his colleagues to pressure him to leave earlier this week. Al, you're going under the bus. The dam breaker, it seemed, was the account of a woman who accused Franken of forcibly trying to go alfalfa on her a decade ago, which Franken denied. Right. The woman who spoke to Politico said she ducked Franken, who was the host of the now-defunct Air America radio network at the time, allegedly followed up by telling her it was his right as an entertainer. You know, I'm not a Franken guy. Yeah. But that sounds far-fetched to me. I I, Uh, I think Franken is capable of of incredible buffoonery. But I think it's hard for me to believe he would say, look, baby, I get to go alfalfa on you. That's my right as an entertainer. I'm not buying it. Uh, I'll give you that. As, arrogant, give Frank as that. arrogant as he might be, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a tough pill to that, swallow. You know too. why? It's too over the top. It's just too over the top. If it did happen, though, holy man, is that? I, I just I find that hard to believe. Okay. Uh, he was between me and the door, and he was coming at me to kiss me. She told Politico, "It was very quick, and I think my brain had to work really hard." She must be a blonde. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, get it? I made a wait, bad joke hey, about women. Wait a minute here. Oh, I'm sorry. On. What's going on? Here? Sorry, I love blondes. Are you kidding? Where was I? Um, he was between me and the door, and he was coming at me to kiss me. She told Politico. Uh, it was very quick, and I think my brain had to work really hard to be like, wait, what's happening? But I knew whatever was happening was not right, and I ducked. Ah, get out of the way. You, you know, she ducked the lips. <laughs> kind of like a, it a, had to be a kind deke of a, move. Well, like a boxer does a yeah, feint. Yeah. You got to go the other way. Right. He's coming in there with those big chompers. And it's like a movie yeah. where they, they zoom in on this big mouth, and that you just <laughs> right? you see it forming like in a... Uh, what was that uh, baseball kid story? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, when the guy kisses Wendy Peppercorn, Sandlot. I, that's again. She's uh, giving him mouth to mouth, and he's uh, he's getting ready for alfalfa. Neil. Yeah, uh, a couple things. I, I don't want to bring up the movie he was in again, but did you think uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in that movie? Al might have taken a run at her. Yeah, we haven't heard from her. Yeah, yeah. You know, she was a she was something. Hey, uh, a couple of things is that Al says that uh, some of the accusations are completely false, right? And some of the accusations he remembers differently, right? And he and the and Trump, our sitting president, had many allegations against him, and he's still there. Right. Moore had many allegations, and he has the support of his Republican Party, right. which I think was kind of a jab at the Dems for not not backing old Al. Mm-hmm. And um, he kind of had that shot at them, and and I think um, he's just just playing politics. He's he's kind of guilty. He's kind of not kind of admitting it. 
but he he said everything is so different. Then why don't he why don't he wait for an ethics committee if he's so sure of himself? He might he, he might not have to if you buy this theory, which I'm finding terribly plausible. Wait to see if Moore gets elected. Then Frank comes in the side door and says, "I'm staying. I'm not as bad as this guy." Well, you know, another thing too is uh, there was talk on uh, um, I don't know if I want to on Rush. Um, they were talking about. They were thinking uh, Franken and uh, Michelle Obama is a, a, a party running. I think that was a uh, that was some hype of that going on. But wait, can you imagine that pair there going? No, I can't. Uh, oh, geez. Thank All you, right. Neil. Yeah. Thank you. Good yeah. luck. We're going uh, to hold back. And we're going to take stuff. a break and be back uh, in any any time now. Pete, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe, I think Al is trying to implement his own version of the 48-hour rule. In what sense, sir? Well, you know, he said, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to resign. I think he's going to take up shop in the janitor's closet. And then, you know, in a few weeks, just kind of appear. And people are going to go, what are you doing here? And he's going to go, well, I've been here forever. Been here forever. Well, you might be on the right track, Pete. (laughs) Have a good day. Thank you. Remember the clamor? A frequent emailer, Terry, alerted me to this. Do you recall the clamor of cities across the country, including the Twin Cities, although I'm now grateful they might have been less clamorous, Mm -hmm. to attract the new and second Amazon headquarters facility? I recall that, yes. It's uh, really incredible what's been happening and as emailer Terry points out, you know, Walmart gets ripped all the time for destroying the ma and pa shops in small town America. Mm-hmm. But they're they're pretty much run by people who might have conservative tendencies. Amazon, of course, is run by people with extraordinarily liberal tendencies, and they seem to be getting a free pass on what they've done on the what they have wrought across the landscape. Uh, it's in the midst of running its own Hunger Games. You ever read the Hunger Games books? Uh, I saw the movies. <clears throat> okay. Yep. The contestants are 238 cities and regions across North America. The prize is being chosen as the site of Amazon's second headquarters, which promises to employ 50,000 people. In an era of brutal austerity, cities are hollowed out and hoping for a savior. Since the tech sector is flush with cash, by showing up and saying the magic words, growth, jobs, investment, innovation, city leaders bend to their will. Amazon's headquarters competition is the latest egregious example of a techno-capitalist regime that's bewitching cities around the world. Mm. With only about 30 30 of the proposals are publicly available so far, they paint a troubling picture of cities clamoring to sell their soul to Amazon. As the Seattle Times reports, the amount of money, perks, and power that cities are ready to give away to Amazon is absolutely galling. It goes way beyond standard subsidies and tax breaks. Uh, New Jersey has offered $7 billion in incentives to Amazon if they build HQ2, headquarters 2, in Newark. Whereas in a proposal that sounds like it should be illegal... Chicago's, now get this, Chicago's bid 
would force employees of HQ2, Amazon's headquarters number two, to pay part of their salary back to Amazon as income tax. That is, HQ2 employees would still have income tax deducted, but instead of going to the government to fund things like public services and infrastructure, it would be given to Amazon. This is a case where taxation is actually wage theft. Wow. In a similar vein of outrageous... Who the hell thought that up? Probably Rom. In a similar vein of outrageous offerings, Fresno, California has proposed the creation of an Amazon community fund innocuous name, insidious plan. For 100 years, 85% of all taxes collected from Amazon would be put into an account jointly controlled by city leaders and Amazon executives. The taxes would be spent to support HQ2, and Fresno promises to promote Amazon's role as a benefactor for any project paid for by the community fund, Mm. which are public dollars. This this makes Ziggy look like a a, a charitable case. Right. This, this makes is... sports stadiums look like a charitable donation. It's alarming that so many proposals are essentially treating Amazon as a sovereign, whether that's collecting taxes for the company or allowing it to control tax spending. Don't you wish, now that we know this, and I'm guilty because uh, I wrote a column a couple of months ago saying, Let's bring Amazon to the Ford plant site. I remember that. I, I, I really, uh, in all candidness, I really never thought that would be possible. Uh, there's not room there for a campus to employ 50,000 people. My point was that no inventive or imaginative plan has ever been dreamed up by bureaucrats for the Ford site plant in St. Paul. And it's a shame that manufacturing wasn't brought there. It's a shame the original building was torn down. It's a shame Ford couldn't have sold it, uh, sold it to uh, Acme skateboard manufacturers or whatever. Right. Anything, anything to have preserved the integrity of maybe employing two or three thousand people. But they just went to a default position at the Ford plant site and said, "Well, let's have houses here." And so I said, "No, let's have Amazon here." But uh, look at the clock. What are you trying to do to me? You ain't got that kind of time today. Well, I'm not done with this. I'm not done with There's this. There's more. Yeah, it's it's okay. A, it, I, I wish American cities would rise up and get united and say, "The hell with you, Amazon. You want to put your plant it's here? Pretty, pretty arrogant. Just build it yourself." Yeah. Uh, we're going to be back shortly, but now thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal, and your money now or what's left of it. You know, it's funny. I was thinking the exact same thing last week when I was looking at some of the proposals from cities. And Good just God, how, Bruce. Just they're giving how much away they're, everything. They're willing to give up everything to get Amazon in there. It's One one city in South Carolina will change its name oh. to Amazon South Carolina if I'm they gonna get bring that. This, I'm going to bring this Ooh. up when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, Logic segment number eight. Welcome to your life. Here's John Hyde. Nice job there, postman. I did hit the post. You did. Yeah, he timed it on your trying to. He was waiting to time that baby out. <laughs> it's cloudy and 28 degrees. This update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Big baseball news this afternoon. The Angels finally have another superstar to go with Mike Trout. They say this about every Japanese player. <laughs> yeah, this guy's supposed to be 
Yeah, so special. was that. Uh, who was the special. guy we had? Nishioka. Yeah, so was he. Bohung Park. <laughs> there must be another Nishioka, and we got the wrong one. <laughs> Shohei Otani, the Japanese two-way phenom at the top of every team's off-season shopping list, announced today he will sign with the Angels. His agent, Inez Bolelo, said what mattered to him most wasn't market size, time zone, or league, but that he felt a true bond with the Angels. Angels will now have to decide how Otani will fit into their lineup. The uh, prevailing wisdom was that when he, if he went to the American League, on the days he wasn't pitching, he would DH. But aging, really aging, Albert Pujols has been the Angels' DH for the past season. Really aging, so you think? That's... Really aging, yeah. so... Yeah, Wild back in action tonight. After a couple days off, they do stay out on the West Coast. They'll play Anaheim. And the Vikings will be missing a couple players with injuries against Carolina on Sunday. Tackle Mike Remmers ruled out for the fifth straight game. And backup tight end David Morgan has been ruled out with a concussion. News notes from today. Governor Mark Dayton said this morning he will name a new U.S. senator in a couple of days. But other than that, he doesn't want to talk about it. Of course, Al Franken's upcoming resignation leaves Dayton with the job of picking a replacement. Franken said yesterday he would leave the Senate in the coming weeks after he was engulfed in controversy over allegations he groped and kissed women without their consent. A date this morning spoke with reporters at a Final Four-related event in Minneapolis. He said, I won't have any comments on it until I have an announcement to make, and it'll be a couple of days. That's where I'm going to leave it for now. Democratic sources are saying that his most likely choice for that seat is Lieutenant Governor Tina Smith. Hmm. Now, do you think that... It, that will throw off the balance of the uh, the state house. I have no comment. Because then a Republican <laughs> would be lieutenant governor. Why? Oh, that's right. They go to the next person. So then, and then that slides the, think, the uh, number. I think the lieutenant governor is uh, doesn't have much to do. Okay. Yeah. Minneapolis City Council has voted to revoke rental licenses on more than 60 properties owned by landlord Steve Friends. The council took the action by a 10-0 vote at its meeting this morning. It was unclear what the action means immediately to the tenants currently living in the buildings. City Attorney's Office had been seeking to revoke Friends' license after learning through litigation in a civil lawsuit that Spiros Zorbalas had business interest in Friends' properties. Regulators revoked Zorbalas' rental licenses in 2010, and he is currently ineligible to obtain a license. City Attorney alleged in 2012, Friends approached city officials about transferring the rental licenses previously held by Zorbalas. Documents show communications between Friends and the city's attorney, uh, attorney's office, which he explains that he had purchased the properties in late 2012. Friends and his attorney had not responded to messages seeking comment on this morning's council action. The Deep South getting some snow, causing, causing Southerners to panic. Rushed toward the grocery store, even as forecasters predicted <laughs> that any small accumulation would probably melt quickly. The forecast called for a mix of rain and snow across several deep south states, including Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and Mississippi, all reported snow flurries before dawn today. I'm sure it's happened before, John. The students got an unexpected holiday as dozens of school systems closed ahead of the wintry weather. Forecasters said ground temps were warm enough that the storm should bring only a fleeting brush with snow. Still, the threat of even a half inch of snow was cause for alarm in a region that doesn't see regular snowfall. Uh, snow and sleet falling in Laredo, Texas, and other communities on the border with Mexico uh, caused some folks to stay, in, uh, stay inside. Same weather brand band brought snow to San Antonio, Corpus Christi, and elsewhere. 
Hundreds of Palestinians clashing with Israeli forces in the West Bank and Gaza today. It's all in part of protests that were part of the so-called Day of Rage over U.S. President Trump's decision to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Dozens wounded in new skirmishes and at least one Palestinian was killed in Gaza. Demonstrators were furious with the United States for their view, unilaterally, unilaterally siding with Israel. Bracing for violence, hundreds of additional Israeli security forces were deployed early this morning. Faithful of all ages, including young men, were allowed into the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem's Old City. One of the holiest sites for Muslims, the mosque is at the heart of the controversy over the decision. Dina Powell, Deputy National Security Advisor to President Trump, plans to leave the White House after the president's first year in office. Powell, a Cairo-born, Dallas-raised former executive at Goldman Sachs, first joined Trump's team after advising his daughter Ivanka on women's empowerment issues. She moved to the National Security Council in March. Powell, the source says, is leaving the administration on good terms with the president. Uh, Business Insider reporting the GOP tax bill has long been expected to boost corporate profits, and now they say they have some numbers. Google would save $2.28 billion in 2018 under the tax plan. Facebook would see about a $1.56 billion savings, and Amazon would enjoy a $723 million break. All of this according to estimates from Cowan Senior Research Analyst John Blackledge. Well, bleep them. If you don't get your mortgage deduction, bleep them. The firm forecasts those savings will translate to big earnings per share boost for each company. Uh, he says Amazon would be the big winner, boasting an expected upside of 24% for investors. Google and Facebook would get a bump of about 8%, according to Cowan. New Hampshire State Police made a grim discovery when they checked on a motorhome that had been parked for two days at the gas pumps of the Hookset rest stop on Interstate 93. Oh, at the at the rest stop? Uh, well, it, it's a gas station. It's, oh, like, okay. it's like a truck stop. Okay. I saw the picture of the area. But it was sitting at the gas pump at the truck stop. Uh, the driver inside, as you've probably guessed from that lead, uh, was dead. Wow. Trooper Nicole Stone said the call came in as more of a disturbance call, like, can you please get this guy to move? 66-year-old Frank Sunday of Laval, Quebec, had apparently filled up his motorhome with fuel, walked into the vehicle, and collapsed. Stone's- and they didn't notice this in the store, huh? Yeah, and they're trying to figure out why nobody reported it before two days. Because oh, okay. people are uh, have lost their. Uh, so he wasn't the sitting. Center, in the, the center is not holding. He wasn't sitting at the wheel like this, all frozen well, up. Apparently, Trooper Nicole Stone said it looks like he bought the gas, went back inside the motorhome, and that's when it happened. I wish he hadn't paid for it. She yeah, <laughs> she said yes. It was odd that the RV was at the pumps for two days. But she said it could be that rest stop employees change shifts without discussing it. Oh, she God. said maybe a lot of people come and go in October. And they're fighting no. to be third as- assistant shift leader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're the assistant shift leader, you're you're looking out there you saying, look out. why has that thing been there for that six hours? That would not happen at my gas station. No, no. Uh, the way they knew he had been sitting there two days, they found the receipt for the gas purchase on the seat beside his body. Stone said state police are waiting for a final determination from the New Hampshire medical examiner about the cause of death, but it does not appear to be suspicious. The New Hampshire union leader contacted state police after learning about the matter independently. That's how, that <laughs> Boy, there's lots of bad ways to go, but that might be right up there. I don't want to go uh, two days in my RV at a truck stop with nobody noticed. Hey, how'd he go? He was in the motorhome. You know what happened to Such? He was in the motor. He was home at the, the gas pump. He didn't move pump for two and days. go or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. He'd already paid. Yeah, he paid. <laughs> the bad thing is the CP just went on without him. Yeah. <laughs>
No, I wouldn't have even been on the trip. That would have been a tough one to get the CP to get on the RV. Hey, I let's let's go see, see the world. I don't here. see that happening. <laughs> Just don't see that happening. That'd be, that'd be I want video for it. Go right down I ninety, maybe thirty five, <laughs> right down through. Go out to the Black Hills, honey. What do you think? <laughs> Stop a wall drug. I don't see it. Stop a wall drug. Come <laughs> Just on. Don't see huh? it. Pizza, <laughs> Pizza Hut bets you want some booze delivered with your pepperoni pizza. Well, not really. Yeah. Shane, Shane said this week it'll start testing beer and wine delivery in certain cities. Stacy Lynn Borges, Pizza Hut's director of brand marketing, said we're excited to offer the convenience of beer and wine delivered to the home. The service will debut in Phoenix, Arizona, with six packs of uh, Anheuser Busch brands, including Budweiser, Bud Light, Shock Top. And Kilt Lifter, which is made by Arizona-based craft brewer Four Peaks. All options would cost a flat $10.99. Wine delivery will roll out in Phoenix in January, but details are still up in the air. company said it still hasn't decided which wines to serve or whether it should offer full bottles or single servings with the pizza delivery. All right, Johnny. Uh, is Dave Dahl ready to join us? Your weekend forecast coming up. Dave Dahl's Scramble and Weekend Forecast on Garage Logic brought to you by Pleasureland RVs. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're still stuck at 28 degrees, but I think we might eke out another degree or two before we uh, cool down later on this evening. 18 for the overnight low tonight. The snow right now is spreading southward through central Minnesota. Should arrive here sometime between 4.30 and 5 probably and uh, last until about 8 to 9 p.m. tonight. Really not produce much, but the timing of the snow is bad. If it does arrive during that rush hour, it's going to slow things down. Uh, with the temperatures dropping as well, 18, it's going to stick around. And then for Saturday, some morning flurries, uh, 22 for the highs, so colder again tomorrow. Northwest winds at 5 to 15 will make it feel like it's in the teens most of the day. Uh, for Sunday, though, that's the warm day. 32, a little bit of a thaw. Skies becoming cloudy, and by Sunday night into early Monday, we could have another couple of inches of snow. And that looks like it'll slow things down for the Monday morning commute. Uh, by Tuesday of next week, we're looking at a high of only 20, but then it warms back up to the mid to upper 20s for Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Again, tonight, Joe, going for a low of 18 with that snow pretty much between about 4.30 and 8 p.m. tonight. And after that, uh, just flurries. 28 for the current temp, and I have the records for the day. Uh, December 8. 50 on this date. 50? In 1990. 1990. 22 below zero. 22 below? In 1876. Boy, those pioneers. They were tough. They were tough. They were tough. Thank you. Thanks. I wanted to be done with this Amazon piece, but it it is fascinating. It is fascinating. What's happening so fast? Well, here, uh... It's alarming that so many proposals are essentially treating Amazon as a sovereign, whether that's collecting taxes for the company or allowing it to control tax spending. Amazon, and by extension the $100 billion man founder and chief executive Jeff Bezos, will be crowned king of whichever city it decides to grace Mm. with its headquarters. Uh, writing in N Plus One magazine, I don't know what that is. N Plus One. Not only N, Plus One. Nikhil Saval shows how the HQ2 competition is not just an exciting project for cities, rather it is a melancholic plea for revitalization. All cities were forced to realize their basic inadequacy, that ultimately all their tireless work to cultivate their urbanity amounted to nothing if they did not have Amazon. And again, I'm grateful 
that our proposal here was essentially modest. Right. We're not in the running. Right. If only the Hunger Games brought to you by Amazon was a one-off spectacle rather than just another in a series of warning signs that were on a bleak trajectory. The future of our cities looks grim. Amazon lords over desperate cities while Google owns entire urban districts. Bill Gates builds his own smart city and Uber privatizes city services. These are not discrete events. They are manifestations of an overarching agenda. You ready? Mm -hmm. The techno-capitalist takeover of cities. While corporate promises of high-paying jobs and investments in city infrastructure tantalize politicians, the immediate effects of this agenda will be paid by ordinary citizens through rising taxes, increased housing costs, and selling off public goods. Cities represent the frontier of value extraction for tech corporations as they are full of public services to disrupt, hmm. government coffers to raid, and people to exploit. While American cities are no stranger to privatization, the entrance of tech giants into urban development portends a long-term reorganization of local power based on proprietary platforms, data harvesting, and managerial control, all of which reshape city into profit-generating machines by techno-capitalists. Mm -hmm. At the heart of this techno-capitalist agenda is a reimagination of what it will mean to live in the city, how we will access goods and services, Amazon, how we will move about, Uber, how we will afford housing, Airbnb, how we, how we will be governed, Google, and how we will be recognized with citizens with rights, if at all. The rise of smart cities represents a grand experiment in what it will mean to live in and through powerful, data-driven, networked si systems. This Do we have a scramble today? We do, but this is pretty damn interesting. It, is, it really is, isn't it? This is, this is Hunger Game Change the World-esque. This might not sound so bad, but if you are privileged enough to enjoy the modest conveniences and capabilities that smart tech that smart tech provides. For many who lack that position in society, however, this vision of the city looks like unaccessible services, unaffordable rents, unmitigated power, and undemocratic politics. Amazon has said it will make its final decision about whether to, about where to locate HQ2 in 2018. Wherever it moves, it will mold the urban landscape to feed its hunger for profit and power. That same hunger drives the techno-capitalist takeover. We cannot be so tempted by promises of prosperity and progress that we miss the pernicious agenda at work. The future of our cities is at stake. This is written by Jathan Sadowski uh, as a postdoctoral research fellow in smart cities at the University of Sydney, Australia. And What's his name? Jathan Sadowski. I thought you were just lithp. I thought you were doing a... God bless the United States. No, I didn't have any dentures slip. And, and Karen Gregory is a lecturer in digital sociology at the University of Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. Well, have a care. Have a care. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad our city fathers were smarter than I was when I said, hey, let's go get Amazon. Let's go get them. Bring it's, a, it's a deep, entwined trail. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band, 
Exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on, am I bothering you? Uh, no, I was just talking to Mr. Uh, Olson about the latest traffic. Is it bad? Is it bad? Is the traffic bad? Yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's really sporty. I don't mind your commute. It's, you got to be careful on that commute. You got to make that light. No, I'm good. I'm good. You're good. I have no problem with that. Gotcha. By the way, Kenny, is Kenny in there? Kenny's right here. Read the editorial today in the uh, Star Tribune. I didn't get to it. It's written by a doctor who was, uh, it's a windmilling story. He's lamenting the bike pass because it's literally uh, preventing people from getting their uh, appointments on time. Yep, Franklin Bridge. Yeah, and uh, what's the hospital right in urban Minneapolis? Help me. Uh, Abbott, my favorite? Yes, Abbott. Uh, there's uh, the North Korean uh, PVC pipes apparently are placed around there, yes. and and uh, people are having a hard time getting their kids in or whatever. And uh, and he's a doctor, so he also had the paragraph about how he thinks biking is fantastic, but he had the big but. But it's uh, you know nobody's using it right now, and yet the traffic is inconvenienced, and that that makes a big difference when you are pursuing what we call your health care. This is why we need to vote Roycey. Oh yeah. <laughs> we got no shot. Well, we got no shot to elect anybody in that city, uh, in either city, no. uh, who wants to take out the North Korean uh, PVC uh, line bike pass. Let's be a little more positive now. No, this is a, let's like be a little more North positive right now. This looks is... like something Kim Jong Il would do. Okay, why can't we remove them during uh, winter time when people aren't biking? That's, I don't care about the one biker. That's a good point. I don't care about the one biker that does yeah, the hell 365. The hell you're going to have to adjust. We're not going to adjust. Yeah. Well, good luck to you on that uh, on that thought. What's coming up? The Friday Football Fun Fest? Yeah, we've got Mr. Morris, we've got Mr. Murphy, we've got Mr. Hill, and Mr. Rookie, and Mr. Olson all the, talking about sports. And the big sports. game is uh, Sunday this is Carolina. This is the test. This is the test to find out whether or not the Vikings are for super real. I'm not going to say the other word. I'm just going to say for super real. They have to win on the road here. Mm-hmm. What's the other word? Bowl? Ooh. Oh, I didn't say them together, bro. Wait, wait. Don't say that. 1500 yeah, don't say that. ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 28 and snow expected.